is the week nine recap, week 10 preview. And finally, oh, finally, you get your podcast. We had some uh, difficulties with dairy and fun times, uh, but we are here for the pod. David Frazier joins me. David, thanks for being here. Don't eat dairy, man. Dairy does not get along. No, with, no, no, no. Dairy. Your body. Yeah, no, I don't like the dairy. And, and then, all, yeah, yeah it's unfortunate. And also, uh, you know, it screwed us over because we were going to have Porky on the show with us on Wednesday, but we weren't able to make it happen. But it's okay because I got you, man. I appreciate you being by my side. Of course, man. Late pod recording, but it's we're, oh, not as late as CJ and Porky's 1 a.m. Or no, no, def- definitely not. We are getting some late night pod session. It is 11.15 on a Friday night, but... You know, speaking of Porky, the guy, he doesn't have CJ this week. CJ, busy-ass schedule. He gets the pod done himself, the recap done himself. And let's go ahead and hear the Week 9 recap from Porky. It's Week 9, boom! It's Week 9! In our first matchup of the week, we have the fourth rounders taking on the Marching Shields. The Jets stole home! The Jets stole home! Travis Etienne goes home and steals home. This goes off for 23 points. Pickle Packle, you can't tackle. Austin Eckler scores two times. Fuck! Fuck the Marching Shields! Fuck Brendan and fuck Ryan! These bastards might have ruined my season boom, but wait. The Rounders make a move, and Jonathan Taylor becomes a Rounder once again. Bye-bye, booby Miles Sanders. Good luck. You're going to need it. Shields 111, Rounders 95. Sounds red. <laughs> In our next matchup, we have Mahoney's homies taking on the Mighty Ducks. It was our worst game of the week, as both teams were played by the bye week. But bye-bye, Miss American Pie, the Mighty Ducks sucked and started Naheem Hines. But the good old boys will be back after buys, saying this was the worst week for buys. Saying this was the worst week for buys. Mahoney gets a desperate win off the back of Derrick Henry, and the Ducks fly south yet again in the standings. Homies, 74. Ducks, 64. Sorry, Ducks. Sorry, Kamish. It was a battle this week between two bitter rivals as the cheesy poofs take on total carnage. Carnage wins. In our next matchup, we have some ballers taking on the City of Gods. Kyle really needed a win this week, but it was Jalen Hurts who would need the ball through the needle and score some points for Dante. Who needs points when you have a big dick like Kyle's? Huh? Huh? Wow, boom. I've never seen it. A champion at the bottom of the leagues. Oh my God, it's disgusting. Dante continues to ball as Tyree Kill scores more touchdowns and yards. City of Gods, 88. Ballers, 65. In our closest matchup of the week, we have the Wolfpack taking on the Music City Miracles. Joe Mixon! Joe Mixon! Joe Mixon has a career fantasy day as he goes off for 50 points! Oh my God, boom! (coughs) 
Rodney the Pimp was stunting, but it was Music City who was dialing 281-330-8004. As Isaiah Likely Not Yo Daddy Jones had all the ice stuck up in his grill. Pat Mahomes makes it a close game, but it was not sweet enough for it to beat Pappy the Pimp. Music City falls, and the Wolfpack get a much-needed win. Wolfpack 119, Miracles 114. In our final matchup of the week, we have the Ross Dynamos taking on the Abusement Park. This matchup reminds me of a couple of fourth graders playing Who Can Hold My Fanny Pack the Longest. Raheem Mostert and Juju Smith-Schuster, shut up Kanye, are the most productive players on the Dynamos with only 16 points. Jeff Wilson Jr. had himself a day as he goes out for 13 points. Very mediocre performance from these two guys this week. Almost as mediocre as that hand job Sweeney Todd gave me in fifth grade. Huh? Huh? Dynamos look. The Dynamos look dead, and the park just lowered the price of admission. Dynamos 65, Park 84. Love you, boys. Back to the commission. Porky, we appreciate you getting that shit done by himself. You know, you always gotta, you always gotta show the respect to these two guys because when they're together, it's great. And then when they're alone, you know, you can tell they're missing the other person, but they always find a way to get it done, and we appreciate them. What, what do you think about that, phrase? Fighting through coughs, battling through adversity, Dude, left and right. 100%. Porky, wonderful work. Yeah. Very, very nice. Yeah, we appreciate you. This show is not the same without the recaps, and you guys have come through so far every week this season, and we appreciate both you gentlemen. Top notch. Yeah, top notch for sure. Uh, David, can we go to the uh, waiver wire, if you don't mind? Uh, the waiver wire is we're going to have a lot more things to go over. Uh, what day is this? Is Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday. Thanks. Hey, that's good stuff from you right there. Good commuter, computer work there. Technical guy. What unbelievable. Tua. Me and David sitting around on Tuesday night together talking up football. David says, hey, you going to have Tua? And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have Tua. And then we're like, all right, let's go out to Tua. We both say we're going to get $5. David, I'm like, David, you can have him. Five bucks. But wait a second, the Wolfpack, they dropped him the week before, and they go for 14 bucks. And then not only, not only does, does he go for $14 to the Wolfpack, the audacity for the man called the Cheesy Poofs to change their bid from five after a blood handshake agreement he changes it to 11 and still doesn't get the job done. Bad karma, David. No, there was not a blood handshake. Blood handshake. We never shook on anything. You don't think there was blood involved? No. I Once we talked about it, I even told you, I was like, there's going to be a lot of demand for this guy. I might have to up my bid. Did you think the demand was going to be $14? I definitely didn't think he'd be that high. But I didn't think I'd get him at 11, though, yeah, to be fair. And we were right. Darian goes for him for 8 bucks. We thought the, the Ross Dynamos would be after Tua. Um, but great pickup for the Wolfpack here. Yeah, he's a good quarterback. There's a lot of good quarterbacks out there for this week, but he's definitely the best. And it would have been nice for me because my whole team's on bye this week mm-hmm. against a really good Martin Shields team. But oh well. Yep, Zumballers uh, get Michael Gallup for eight bucks. The Ross, uh, I'm sorry, the Marching Shields get David Njoku for six. The Cheesy Poofs get uh, Cardinals defense for five dollars. 
Jets defense goes to Dante Bailey for two bucks. One dollar uh, Giants defense to the Dynamos. The Mighty Ducks get their kicker in Graham Gano for the week with Justin Tucker being on buy for a dollar. Jalen Warren goes to back to CJ for a dollar. Uh, Music City Miracles gets Paris Campbell for a dollar. Cheesy Poops get their quarterback in Jacoby Brissett. And then a dollar for Isaiah Pikachu Pacheco uh, to Dante. Chiefs defense to the Mighty Ducks for a dollar. Cheesy Poops get their kicker in Robbie Gold for a dollar. And Dante Bailey gets his kicker in Brett Maher or Maher for a dollar. Thursday, we had four pickups. Jarek McKinnon goes to Porky for two bucks. Trevor Lawrence goes to the Dynamos for a dollar. Abusement Park get Cade York for a dollar. And Elijah Moore to Dante Bailey for a dollar. CJ, he's like, I got a couple bucks. Let me spend yeah, it every day. Exactly. And then he spends on Friday. We never get to cover the two. Recap hosts are the only ones that spend on Friday. CJ spends all of his money uh, once again after just getting it in trades. Jarvis Landry, $2.00. Uh, and to CJ, gone. yeah, exactly, and a dollar for Titans defense for Porky. Uh, David, can we please go to the budget summary, please? I'd be happy to see the budget. All right, I think got any money left? Uh, not CJ, and then we'll go and we'll look at Mahoney. Twenty six total carnage. Too much money to to be happy with there. Sixty one dollars, thirty dollars for the Wolfpack, sixteen dollars for the Zumballers at the. Yeah, pretty close to the lowest there. Zumballer 16, Marching Shields 34, 35 for Music City Miracles, 31 for the Mighty Ducks, 18 for the Poofs, 27 for the Ross Dynamos, 34 for Dante Bailey, 14 for CJ, and 26 for Porky. Not a lot of people, so a lot of people low on money. I mean, the back end of the year here. Um, but if you can also go to recent activity for me. You trying to, oh, you want to look a little trade? We are going to hit this segment. We don't have too much to cover today besides a crazy, crazy trade deadline here. And our first, uh, let's see, our first deal here we'll look at is going to be Trevor Lawrence. No, I'm sorry. Clyde Edwards Hilaire heads to CJ. Mahoney is going to get uh, $3 in cap. What do you think about this trade? I mean, it just shows that when I traded Clyde Edwards Hilaire earlier in the year, like he, his value was very overhyped, and he's, yes. he's not played well. No, not at all. That backfield's been terrible. Yeah, the trade is uh, going to be an interesting one. I don't think it's going to really help out, but we'll see. It's fine. Uh, the Ross Dynamos are going to send over to Mahoney, Rondell Moore, and Chris Olave. Uh, and also, I think it was like $5 in cap, I would say, somewhere around there. And then also the Mahoney's homies trade Adam Thielen and Leonard Fournette. Who wins this uh, this trade there, David? My favorite player in this trade is Chris Olave. Yep. That's just personal. Leonard Fournette's played awful as of late. Adam Thielen, I just don't trust him. And Rondell Moore, I actually kind of like. He was on my team for a while until I dropped him. So clearly I like him. I like both of those players that, that Mahoney got. Yeah, and the back end of the trade deadline, it was hot. Phone lines were going crazy. Do you have uh, any... Uh... Any interactions in the back end, of, back end of the trade deadline? It never really got close to anything anywhere. A little conversation, though? Yeah, we yeah there was there were talks. There was conversation. Limited talks. Yeah, I get you. I get you on that. Yeah, I love this deal. I mean, I think that it's a, I think it's a smart move from both teams that are, uh, once again, trying to figure out playoff potential. Mahoney's got a little bit closer potential there, I would say, than Darian does. Darian's team has been faltering him like crazy. And I think Darian just wanted to shake things up, and I respect him for doing so. Um, another trade that was made in the back end of that deadline was Jonathan Taylor being traded, a number one overall pick being sent 
to Porky. He gets his guy back that he had last year, and he sends over Miles Sanders. David, take this trade away. If you would have told me after the draft at one point during the season Jonathan Taylor would be traded for Miles Sanders, I would have laughed in your face. The fact that this trade happened and that yeah. I actually feel good about Dante getting Miles Sanders is insane. Yes. I can't believe the year Jonathan Taylor's had, and, and, and he... Dante truly like the like our group chat said puts all of his eggs in the same basket. He is a Philadelphia Eagle fan. Get this guy a hat, a jersey, something. Something. He loves him some Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown, and now his newest fan, Miles Sanders. You got to respect what he's doing. I mean, I it's it's a great it's a great deal for both sides. I think that it makes a lot of sense for for Porky to go back to the well and get uh, Jonathan Taylor, who had success for him last year. And if he gets going, I mean, Porky's team could, you know, he might feel pretty good. But you're trading a guy in Miles Sanders who's, you know, proven to be pretty decent this season. But I get why you did it. It makes sense. You got to do something different when you're towards the bottom. And then the last trade was the trade that happened earlier that day. Uh, it was the uh, it was Mighty Ducks sending over fourteen dollars um, and also Naeem Hines to CJ. And CJ sends over Zach Ertz. David. Yeah, great trade. I mean, really, I think this was a good trade for, for you. I mean, Zach Ertz was like the number – he's the top five tight end. He's number five right now. So, to get him for 14 bucks, And Naheem Hines is nothing. I mean – Not right now. There was a ball. So, this is what changes everything right now. Josh Allen threw a 40-yard bomb to Naheem Hines just barely over his head. And it would have been a touchdown. That changes everything for me. I can't deal Naeem Hines at that point. But there's not a lot of – I saw I, – I can see where they're going to use him, though. I think they might actually use him. And he he ran the slot a couple times receiver-wise. And I think they think they have something in Naeem Hines. So it was a little bit tough for me to deal him because I was excited about him getting traded to the Buffalo Bills. But the tight end carousel for me this year – my mm. God, I feel all your guys' pain. Dude, Dude it it's is horrible. terrible, man. I fucking hate it so much. If you don't get Kelsey, you're just fucked in the tight end category. So stupid. For sure. And it's, Can we eliminate the position? Dude, oh, my God, man. I want that gone more than kicker at this point. This dude, is, it's horrible. Yeah, it's it's a tough – It's it's at least when you're picking your kicker, you at least fucking know, like, all right, he's going to get me some some sort of points. These dude. tight ends, man, throwing up fucking zeros left and right. Don't get me started with Kyle Pitts, man. Oh, my God, dude. Don't get me started. I do. I'm sorry about even bringing it up. I but, hate the tight end position. But, yeah, I mean, CJ gets money in the deal. He gets yeah. a lot of money for his cap. He's spending it all already, it looks like. So, yeah, good deal for CJ. He's getting some, you know, average guys. For I like Zach Hurts. I think Zach Hurts is pretty nice. Yes, I'm happy to finally not have to – go on the carousel anymore but yeah that's the tie uh that is the uh the waiver wire report trade deadline and budget summary uh trade deadline came and went and uh yeah now everybody's stuck with their teams uh we had some mic drops here let's go who do we go to first here phrase let's go ahead let's head to pappy v pappy v sends in a mic drop and we always love from here in pappy v here he was TV here. Well, week 10 and everybody's still in it. As usual, the fourth rounders predicted the end of Peppy V and the Wolfpack. I'm still here. Then it was the Zumbullers predicting the end of the Wolfpack. I'm still here. Then with great respect, it was the Music City trying to pull off one of his miracles. 
I'm still here. Up next, it's Total Carnage. I'm sure he's making a deal with the devil as we speak. All I have to say to you, Mr. Carnes, is good luck. You're gonna need it. Take care, boys. Peppy V signing out. <laughs> is Peppy V got? He's gotta be one of your favorite callers, right? Great caller. I just hope he gets wherever he's going safely. That airplane sounds <laughs> suspect. You want to know something? Pappy V, he's well-spoken, too, on these mic drops. You know what I'm saying? Well-spoken. It's unbelievable. Wonderful word. caller. Yeah, wonderful caller. And then uh, we go from a wonderful caller to a not-so-wonderful caller, and it's somebody that uh, actually is playing Pappy V this week, and here he was. What's up, guys? It's Justin Fields, number one fan here, calling in. Um, fun fact, if any of the losing teams picked up and played Justin Fields over the quarterback they actually played this week, they win. Uh, I think he had over 20 points more than any of the losing team's quarterbacks, which is kind of crazy. Um, but then I have a question for you guys. Who do you think is the biggest bust in the first round? Do you think it's Jonathan Taylor, or do you think it's Najee Harris? I mean, this guy's such a piece of shit. It's insane. Like, he... He takes these fucking jabs, man, and it's just mind-blowing to me. My, I usually don't listen to these mic drops. I listened to this one just because I knew it was going to be a piece of shit city, and it was. It's exactly everything I thought it was. And, David, you know, I obviously we know the biggest bust right now is Jonathan Taylor, so fuck you. But I want to know from David. David, please provide me with the an, uh, analysis that you came up with. For what? The hundred point scorers. Oh, I'm sorry. Carnes pissed me off. <laughs> Keep going. Go to the next drop. David, he loses his train of thought here because he pissed him off. He actually was about to take a bite of a banana. Banana was set down. No bite was taken. He is frustrated. So like while David gathers his gathers himself. Let's go ahead and head to our last caller, and it was Kyle Zumbel, and here he was. Hey guys, Zumbel here. With it being midterm week, I wanted to call in and ask who your top three favorite presidents of all time are. Mine are Grover Cleveland for being 22 and 24, Teddy Roosevelt for his role in Night at the Museum, and Bill Clinton because he fucks. Thanks, bye. Bro, he said Teddy Roosevelt because of Night at the Museum. That shit's fucking amazing, dude. Bill Clinton because he fucks. Oh, Bill Clinton because he fucks. Dude, that is one of, that might be one of my favorite mic drops ever left in the history of mic drops. Um, Top three presidents, Grover Cleveland. Here's a good one. He's amazing. Yeah, dude, for sure. Dude, he's one of my favorites, too. He did a presentation on him in third grade. Oh, so you like Grover. I love Grover. Oh, right, you're a big Grover guy. Who else you got on that list? Uh, I like FDR. I think FDR is pretty tight. Yeah, he's cool. He wasn't afraid of people. No, not at all. Who you got? Um, number one, Barack Obama. Uh, he, he really got in touch with the people. Um, I think that he is in my top three for sure. My number two... It's got to be George W. I mean, he did a lot of big things. He has a hell of a fastball, has a knuckleball, a knuckleball specialist, uh, would always throw out those pitches at the Yankees and Mets games. So George W., he, he, he tops my list. And then number number one, it's got to be George Washington. 
I don't know how you go wrong with a guy that comes in, doesn't even know what the president thing is, and then he comes in number one and gets the job done. So George Washington is going to be my uh, number one there. Surprised you didn't choose Benjamin Franklin. No. Um, in prior podcasts, you thought he was president. Oh, Ben Franklin? Yeah. No, he's, he's president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I'd go William Taft, though, for my third. William Taft? Yeah, yeah. It takes a bold man to get stuck in a bathtub. He's a big boy. Did he die in the bathtub? No, he just got stuck. They got him out, though. They got him out. Yeah, got him out. So, ben success Fra- story. Ben Franklin was president. No, there's no presidency there. You don't think so? How does he get on a $100 bill, then? He's just getting cool, man. You're kidding me. He's real good about the way he lived his life. He is on the hundred dollar bill, right? Yeah. yeah. But how? Why does that even happen? Dude, I don't know. I it's not. I feel like it's not discussed enough. Man, cash isn't discussed a whole lot these days. It just doesn't make sense. You put all these presents on these bills, and you You're just. You're wrong. I mean, how yeah. am I supposed to know that Ben Franklin wasn't president? You know what I'm saying? When you're throwing it on bills. This is true. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody goes, oh yeah, which president's on this bill? Okay, well, Ben Franklin's on a fucking bill. Yeah. And he's on a $100 bill. Dude, he's an OG. You gotta respect him. I guess so, man. I guess so. That's amazing. So, do you have your analysis or you don't want to? I didn't update it from this, whatever last last week was, but it was was accurate from the week before that. Can we hear it? Yeah, you can hear it. Um, So there have been 36 times before this last week that a team scored 100 points only nine of those have been losses so if you score 100 points you essentially have a 75 percent chance of winning um, jesus if i score 100 plus points i have a 75 percent chance of losing and so it's just it's just been bad luck for the poops it's been, been a bad luck for the poops it's been and i appreciate that it's mahoney's been, got two as well mahoney has two to my three it's, losses with over 100. It's been a weird season as far as shit like that goes. Like, there's been, like, there's been not a lot of blowouts. A lot of, like, 100, you know, 100-point performances playing 100-point perform- performances and double digits playing double digits. It's been it's been really strange. And when you sent me that or talked to me about that, I was just mind-blown by the situation. Um, to answer Carnes' question, do you care to answer? I mean, it's John Taylor because he was number one. It's obvious it's not Najee right Najee's like an eight point per week guy but at least he's an every week guy yeah I mean fuck you Carnes scoreboard please they're both bad I mean I don't care it's, there's a lot of bad first round picks though for we're, being real we're just unappreciative of Carnes giving us this slander at 11.30 at night it's just really unnecessary um, and we're gonna move on from this dipshit next we're going to the predictions from March we appreciate you as always, March. Coming in clutch, you know, the guy does it every week. I mean, it's not surprising at this point. Clutch guy. Um, Mikey went three and three, and David on a on a little bit of a heater right now with that five and one record. It's well performed by you. Yeah. Uh 29, 25, Mikey, 27, 27, David, four and eight, Dante, 20 and 16, CJ, and nine and twenty-one Porky. So thank you very much, Ryan March, for sending that in. And let's go ahead and go in to the week ten preview um really quick here and why don't you go ahead uh phrase and take this first matchup here yeah it's gonna be my my own matchup here taking on the martian shields first myself the poofs martian shields are obviously six two and one in first place i've been three and six trending down and my team's on by uh ramondre's on by joe burrow's on by mm. my defense is on a buy 
Um, it's not looking good for me. I just found out Michael Hardman isn't going to play oh, after God. scoring touchdowns in his last two. Oh, God. Kyle Pitts on Thursday night puts up a measly, measly ass two catches to Dante Foreman, the guy that I traded to the Martian Shields a couple weeks back, puts up a 19 spot on me. So it's just tough, man. Like a lot of bad decisions, a lot of scared tactics in the Poops locker room. No question we lose this week. Martian Shields. Gets this W and moves to seven two and one and holds that first place. Yeah, I want to be yelling poosh right now, but no, I'm gonna no, no. yeah, I'm gonna go with the go with the smart move here. Marching Shields gonna win this game and uh, Young Ho cool cool. He tried to do everything he can to fuck yeah. over the Marching Shields. Big fan of Young Ho. <laughs> cool if you ever need anything, my Ho, you got I got you. You know. Next matchup, Mahoney's homies four and five. Versus the fourth rounders, two and seven. And David, wouldn't you fucking know it here? Mahoney has a chance to completely end Porky's season. The rivalry. Can Porky find a way to get this W? And my answer is yes. I think Porky finds a way to win this game. Here's why. I think that Porky's team is the most well-rounded it's been now. The whole year, I think he's got some guys healthy now. I think that if Keenan Allen wasn't such a bitch all season, I think he'd be in a much better spot. I'm looking at Mahoney's team. He still looks like he's having a question mark at tight end, trying to figure out who he's putting there. I don't know, man. I don't think that I don't think Mahoney has the team overall. I think that the um, you know I think Montgomery and Henry. I think Henry's going to have a down week against Denver's defense, and I think Kyler Murray's going to have. Maybe a tough game in LA. I don't. I don't know. It's going to be tough all around the board. I'm not a big fan of Rondell Moore. I'm just can't get behind it. I think that Porky wins this game, David. Dude, I'm going to say. I said it last week. I'm going to say it again. Why can't I play one of these teams? Yep. Like, yes, they have good players, but they're not completely solidified. Like, I'm going to take Porky in this matchup, but I don't love Geno Smith's matchup. He has Jonathan Taylor. Let's see what he can do against Vegas. That should be a good matchup for him. Devonta Adams is real nice against Indy. But a lot of question marks on these rosters. But I gotta go ahead and take my man Porky on this one. Yep. Just from a just matchup perspective, and then we got uh, the Ducks, the Mighty Ducks, on a little bit of a slide. They're five and four and seven plates, taking on the Zumballers, two and seven, sitting down there, scared of the toilet bowl. I can sense a little bit of fear, and uh, with Nick Chubb facing the no defense Dolphins, mm-hmm. I don't even care what, <laughs> what's going on on Kyle's side. I'm going to take the Ducks to win, and DeAndre Hopkins against the Rams is a nice matchup that makes you smile. And you got a tight end for once, which dude, it's, it's Ducks are Ducks are looking like they may fly together this week. Dude, it's it's all around the board. It looks good, and and Zumbel on Thursday night only gets two points from DJ Moore and only one point from his defense in Falcons D. Um, he gets the Michael da- uh, Gallup eight dollar pickup. Michael Gallup, he's been a weird player this season so far. Um, I know he's been injured, and then when he wasn't injured, he was having some weird weeks. The only thing, if I can survive the two-headed monster and Alvin Kamara and Saquon Barkley, I'm going to win this game. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take myself, and I'm also really happy with Josh Palmer. He's really stepped up so far with whenever Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are down, and I think he might have another uh, big week on a Sunday night football game. So I think uh, overall I'm looking good. Chubba Hubbard. I wish I would have just dealt him while people wanted him because it doesn't look like he's going to get any carries anytime soon. And uh, Zeke's just going to sit on my IR even if he plays. Deshaun Watson getting near a return. 
So if Brady keeps stinking it up, at least I have him sitting in my uh, sitting in my wings, and maybe he's good. Maybe you know he's a running quarterback. I mean, he was solid when he was playing for the Texans, and the Texans were dog shit. So I don't know. Maybe it'll be a good uh, good play all around the board. But I think that I'm going to take myself to win this game. Is Zeke possibly not going to play? Uh, question mark. Hmm, interesting. That'd be real nice for me. <laughs> yeah, we both got you in that one. Yep. Next matchup: total carnage, six and three in second place, playing the Wolfpack, five and four in sixth place. Um, four to one game right now in favor of the Wolfpack. Wolfpack gets four points from Terrace Marshall Jr. and it was one catch for forty-one yards, so obviously huge. And then my dad survives the Cordero Cordero Patterson game. Um, in a one-point performance, which is brutal. And also, it's huge for my pops to potentially win this game. But we look on that side of things for to- uh, for Total Carnage. Team's looking strong. You hate to see it. The 10-man roster is pretty solid. But Pappy V, he's doing big things, too. I like what he's got for a team. I think he's got a good running back. But I think missing Joe Mixon is just not going to be enough this week. I'm not a big fan of it. Um, you know, you kind of wish you probably were able to trade yeah, Herbert so you, that you could have rolled, rode with Tua. But, yeah, I got to take Carnes here. I can't go ahead and go with my Pops. I want him to win, but I don't know if he's going to. Yeah, case of the bye week for the Pops. I'm, I got to go the same as you. Yeah. I got to take – dude, I, I absolutely hate – I thought I liked the Bears. I hate them, and I hate Justin Fields dude, now. For sure. With an absolute passion. and He just pisses me off. And then you look at a guy like Cordero Patterson, puts up one point this week. Like I hope that that's the theme we talk about <laughs> next podcast is how his teams did not perform. But can, I gotta, I gotta take, I gotta take cars. You can only hope. We got the next one here: the Battle of the Brothers. Battle of the Brothers. Darian Ross taking on Dante Bailey, City of Gods, Ross Dynamos, and we got the stacked, the Philadelphia Eagles, I should say, yeah. not the City of God. <laughs> Plus Tyreek Hill, Philadelphia Eagles, plus Tyreek yes, Hill. Yes, exactly. Parentheses, that's the new team name. Did for sure. And I got to take them, you know, because TJ Hawkinson looked awesome. Most slot uh, performance, or I should say opportunities, he's had all season. Yes. 30% uptick in slot opportunities in Minnesota. I really like that. Um, and then Gabe Davis, you know, one of these days he's going to score a touchdown again. Might be this weekend against Minnesota. And so I, I just like this a lot. And, uh, you know, looking at Darian's side, you know, Leonard Fournette's got question marks on him. I, I don't know. I love that. You hate Cortland Sutton, I know, with a passion. Mm-hmm. I like Juju. Juju's been nice to him. We'll see how Adam Thielen likes putting on the Dynamo uniform. Pat Fryermuth. <laughs> and then DeAndre Swift, who has been nothing but swift to come back from his injuries. Um, so I got to go ahead and take the City of Gods, a.k.a. the Eagles. Yes, I do too. I got to take the City of Gods. Darian, this is his worst team he's ever put together, hands down. He finally... Drake London gets a touchdown finally, and he fucking has got him on his bench. Um, but, yeah, this is a very bad Dynamos team, and Dante's maybe going to put Darian out of his misery right here. So, yeah, a lot of misery going on. Yeah, and then the last matchup, two six and 6-3 teams. One of them is going to head to 7-3. and three. It's ridiculous. One of them is going to head to 7-3. and three. And we got CJ sitting with a 77-point projection. With a six and three record, and this game does not need to be talked about much here. You're gonna take Brian Muse and and by a landslide, this is gonna be a forty point game. There's no chance in hell that CJ pulls this one off. 
He's got people on by like crazy. His team's injured as fuck. It's it's bad. It's bad. Uh, Muse, your team's good. It's always great to see at the top of your lineup Mahomes and McCaffrey, and then obviously Waddles bringing that home with Kelsey too. Um, and then also, I mean, Muse has got by City as well, but it all worked out for him. Still got a 10-man lineup put together. Once again, Brian Muse wins this. Yeah, totally agree. Unfortunate that CJ's team is where it is. I can't believe that he is. Six and three. It's actually mind blowing. Um, yeah, but you got you got to go ahead and take Muse here. Yep, for sure. Uh, go to the standings really quick. Just touch base. Forgot to go over it. Uh, in first place right now is the Marching Shields, six two and one, followed by the uh, second place tied teams in Carnes, Muse, and CJ. Then we head to fifth place in Dante Bailey, five three and one. Sixth place, the Wolfpack, five and four. Seventh place, holding on to that spot. He was in the top. Now he's in the middle. The Mighty Ducks in seventh place. Trying to fight for a playoff spot this week. Mahoney's homies, eighth place, four and five. The Cheesy Poofs, only two games back from a playoff spot, three and six. D. Ross, two games back from a playoff spot, three and six. Fourth rounders and the Zumballers, both with two and seven records down near the toilet bowl. And that's going to do it for this pod. David. Any final thoughts? A nice speed edition here of the podcast. Yes, very quick. Very quick edition. We're going to hop back on next week. We're going to have the pod on Wednesday. We're going to stick to it no matter how ill I am. I will not be able to available on Wednesday. What's going on? we got a friendly, first ever friendly at uh, the MLS. Oh, little MLS game, eh? I'll be working. What time? The match kicks at 7. What time? How long does soccer games last? Ninety minutes. I won't be home till like ten. All right. See you at ten o'clock for a podcast. Yeah, that sounds perfect. All right, sounds good. Yeah, I may have to do this one with Porky and CJ. No matter what, the pod will happen next week. Once again, appreciate all you guys joining us, and we will see you next week. Great work on the recap, Porky. Thank you very much, Porky.